All right, everybody, welcome to Dojo Talks. Today we're talking handshakes. Let me just set the scene a little bit. Uh, very recently, we've had several Ukrainian players refuse to shake hands with Russian players, players in particular who are supporting the war. And I thought of doing a special talk on this because I recently got to watch, I don't know why I hadn't seen it until now, this great documentary called Closing Gambit, Karpov versus Korshnoi, 74-78. Beautiful doc with a lot of original voices from the past. I'll, we'll put that in our notes. And that match reached such a fever pitch, we can talk more about it, uh, that they stopped shaking hands. Karpov in particular stopped shaking hands. And so it's been something like an undercurrent this entire time. We want to talk about specific instances. We want to talk about maybe what should we be done about it. The big question, I guess, could be, is this something that should be legislated? How strongly do we feel about this tradition? And so on, right? So I'll leave it there and I'll let you guys, whoever wants to pick it up, go from there. Yeah, it's a, actually, it's an interesting topic. Um, I think the big question is like whether it should be enforced uh, or whether players should be allowed to like not shake hands uh, with one another if, if they don't want to. Um, we made a list of yeah famous examples that we got. Uh, recently there was Duda Kizmatulin at the World World Rapid and Blitz. That one, that one was big because there was like video of it and so everyone saw it but then there was like um, Short Cheparina from many years ago and uh, then this famous case of uh, Kramnik Topalov also, I think they weren't shaking hands for a while. And I don't think it's ever been punished, but it was in that short Cheparinov case. At least there was some... Like, Cheparinov was forfeited appeal, yeah. and the appeals committee said that if he apologized, they could replay the game, which then happened. Oh, I see. So yeah, so he was pretty, pretty directly sanctioned for that. Mm -hmm. um, and then recently there was this case of Kirill Shevchenko, a Ukrainian player. He didn't shake the hand of Kobalia in some uh, open tournament, I think, maybe European Championship or something. And uh, and then they wrote him, a, they gave him a warning. So it's not clear exactly if that was a punishment or like a non-punishment, mm -hmm. but he won the game and he kept the point. So. Um, Right, it should be said, Short yeah. in that game had to replay the game, was infuriated by it, thought he should have just been awarded the point, and then won that game as well. Um, maybe actually we should talk a little bit about background of that one because, as I understand it, one of the biggest dramas in my life was Toilet Gate. That was Kar uh, Kramnik versus Topolov. Topolov was insisting that there were some wires in the bathroom, and that's how Kramnik was getting his moves, you know. And as a Kramnik fan at the time, I was infuriated. A lot of chess fans were really infuriated by this. It's hilarious, obviously, in hindsight, because Kramnik is now accusing everyone of cheating. We had him here on our podcast, right? Um, but then at that point, Short was brought into the team for a little bit. And then later, Short made a little aside that Cheparinov took to mean that Nigel was insinuating that Topolov was cheating. And so that was like kind of, it was like a, a, an aftershock 
Noyla <laughs> Kane affair, then Cheparinov doesn't shake Short's hand. And I think one of the important things, just in terms of legislating it, is in that case, Short insisted on the handshake. If you can imagine a situation where Short, like, puts out his hand and then nothing happens, you know, then basically nothing will happen. For example, in the Duda game, Duda was just, you know, he just was like, no, I'm not going to shake hands. And then his opponent didn't say anything about it. But if he had made a stink about it, then I think we would have gotten something close to the short Cheparinov affair, where mm -hmm. then somebody has to step in and say, you have to apologize, you have to do something, you know, something on that level. There, there is video of the short incident, by the way, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I remember yeah. watching. The Duda as well, for sure. It's, it's, the cameras yeah. are always on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very, uh, very fascinating. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, and also we had this funny, like one and a half year period right after the pandemic where handshakes were not allowed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or just socially unacceptable. And I didn't mind that period. You know, I thought it was actually a really interesting time. You had Magnus, like you started doing the bow to people. Uh -huh. um, you know, you had other kind of forms of acknowledgement. It was kind of interesting. And then, yeah, we didn't practice this like kind of germ sharing uh, thing. Honestly, I didn't mind actually just killing off the hand. Like I've always liked the handshake. I think it's a great like tradition. It's like the sign of respect. But I also didn't mind like when you're at a tournament, you're like you've been traveling all day. Everyone's hands are dirty. <laughs> it's like it doesn't seem like a good practice. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so many people are sick, right? I mean, we were just in in that tournament in Sitges, and probably eighty percent of the people were sick at some point during the tournament. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Just swept through. And so we have this custom of the handshake. It's like I get it. I like the handshake, but at the same time, actually, yeah, I don't. I don't mind the bow. I think you know, a little bow could be. We could explore that. You know. We have a question in the chat, which just clarify this. What's written in the rules? The rules is you do have to give a handshake, but it's a little less clear about what the punishment should be. Uh, officially, the punishment is you're forfeited, right? That's the official punishment, but it rarely gets to that point. And, you know, the player can be warned, too, and then be brought back to the board, you know, is my understanding of it at this point. But it's really a thing that, for the most part, hasn't been put into effect because players who are refused the handshake are usually so stunned they don't even do anything. They just start playing. You know, it's rare you get a short doing something about it. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want to make a fuss over Do you it. guys want to go case through case through some of these handshakes or should we ask some of the bigger questions first and see if we agree on whether or not... Let's do know, the, the, let's do the big picture or... first and then go through some of these. Yeah. Okay. So big picture first, then I've got a question for the two of you. Have either of you ever, or would you ever, refuse a handshake? Uh, no, I've never refused. It's a very important part of the game to me. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the older I get, the more traditionalist I get in this regard. Dude, someone comes to the board, I'm going to stand up. I always stand up. I'm not going to be, I'm going to look him in the eye. I'm going to smile. Okay, mm -hmm. welcoming smile. We're about to do deadly combat. Okay, we're about to go to blows for a little bit. So this is a very important gesture to me that stages the game. It stages it in a historical context. Everybody's been shaking hands for more than 100 years. Uh, a culture of the game, a respect for the game. It's about to get bloody, right? Let's just do this one thing. 
takes just a second, Bows, and then it's over, right? And you can't imagine anything that someone could have done that would make you not shake hands with them. That's an interesting question. I think that that's where we'll get into the case by case. But like, for example, the first time recently I saw that dude a video where he's not shaking hands, right? I was, my first instinct was like, I was so, you know, I'm still so angry at Russia and what they've done that I was like, good for him. You know, finally someone's taking a stand. And then I, withdrawing on it, I was like, no, no, incorrect. You know, I don't blame him profusely, but no, I think an important part of our game is that it's a worldwide affair. There are going to be incredible differences both between people, like interpersonal differences, and there's going to be differences, let's call them geopolitical differences, right? Mm -hmm. And screw it, you have to be above that for just a couple seconds. And it frames it in the form of almost like an Olympic event, right? Where we're putting aside our business to do this game, right? And to me, it's a very important gesture, uh, especially, I, and it's become more important, as I said, the older I've gotten. It just, and I feel it's so important for the culture of the game. So I've right. never refused it. I can't, I think at this point, I'm committed to saying I would never, doesn't really matter who the person is. All right. Jesse with an extreme position all the way over there. He can't imagine the scenario where he wouldn't shake someone's hand. Yeah. Wow. Ostia, how about you? Um, I have never been in a position to refuse a handshake. Like I've never, it's never been like a, a thing I thought about before the game. Because mm-hmm. um, I've never faced anyone where I would have a reason not to shake their hand. Um, yeah. But I definitely could see myself not doing it in, in the future. Um, I don't know what the circumstances would be exactly, but for instance, I, I'm pretty sure that when there was that um, Bulgarian player several years ago that, you guys remember that master that everyone uh, assumed was cheating? He was like 2200. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure people stopped shaking his hand in the tournament because they were just so suspicious of him. Um, yeah. And that seems like a reasonable thing to do if you're like 100% sure someone's cheating. Like, yeah, I probably, I don't know, wouldn't shake their hand. Um, that's just one example. But mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like the handshake is such a, like I agree with Jesse, it's such an incredible tradition that we also have the right to not do it. And then that should mean something, right? So if you actually have a, it's like kind of like a protest in a way. Um, mm-hmm. and so people should definitely have that right when they feel like it's called for. Mm-hmm. And then people like- can debate whether it's called for or uncalled for. Like to you, it could almost lose its meaning if it's an automatic thing instead of like an actual thought through gesture that you might or may not accord to everybody. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people should be um, refusing a handshake if just because like they don't like someone <laughs> or like, you know, someone said like some, some silly thing on Twitter or whatever. But like, yeah, I feel like players should definitely have the right. Actually, it's a strange situation because I remember um, people were criticizing Carlson for shaking the hand of Kismatulin because they also played in the world rapid or, or blitz. Yeah. And it was kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. It's well, like I mean, we're just. No matter what you do, there's now going to be somebody who disapproves of it. Yeah. But different people, probably. Um, so, uh, yeah, to me, I think it's fine that it's it has this great importance. Um, so, yeah, I feel like. Players have the right to um, to avoid it if they think it's 
the the correct thing to do. I mean, I don't know. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So to me, it's kind of tricky. When I was when I was younger, I liked playing against people I didn't like to try and beat them. <laughs> and now, increasingly, for some time, I've preferred to play with people I like and to just avoid people I don't like. And, you know, it's again become one of those things, like if you think about like having someone over to play a game with you, you know, Friday night, like you would invite a friend, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't like think, oh man, that guy I hated in high school, I'm gonna have him come over on Friday night, beat him down at Catan and send him home crying, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, you more like play with your friends. So I think I've like come to a point where a lot of the people that I might not want to shake their hands for something really extreme, I would just prefer to not even play them if it's if it's to that level, you know, like, yeah, you know, if, if I know that they're a murderer or if I know that they're a cheater or something like that, right, like some like pretty extreme kind of problem with the person, um, then it's kind of like I'd rather just not play them, right, than not shake hands, but also play them, right? So I, I think for me, the overlap is going to be pretty much is going to be pretty close to uniform there, right? Where if I'm willing to play somebody and spend the time playing the game with them and sharing that moment that's really important to me, then I'm also going to be willing to, you know, sanctify the moment with with Jesse's, uh, you know, important handshake. Um, and so I would have to really try and imagine like an intermediate scenario of somebody who I don't dislike so much that I'm willing to play them, but I still dislike them enough that I don't want to shake their hands. It's a little tricky to figure out where that would lie. For me. Well, but let's put a, here's a concrete example, because I think a related question is, right, what happens in these cases where you don't play the person? And at some point, maybe we'll have a podcast about the various Muslim countries that don't allow their players to play against Israel, right? Mm -hmm. And that just turns into a, basically it turns into a forfeit situation. So first of all, right. there's a bigger penalty, right? You lose a point, you know. Yeah. Um, and then also, David, when we imagine that scenario for yourself, you know, you're, you've got something on the line. Usually when you're not playing somebody, you're going to lose something significant by not playing. Um, and maybe, yeah. you know, maybe it would be a team event and then, you know, your team's like mad at you at the same time for that mm -hmm. kind of situation. Yeah. Okay, so another one to you on the same topic. Do you guys feel like one way or another, FIDE should be legislating this question about players shaking hands, right? So you have your own opinion about it, right? But then right. there's always the question, do you think it should be a law, right? Like, you could have an opinion about whether something is rude or appropriate or not in, in any day life. And then you might think, well, it's rude and people shouldn't do it, but I don't want the government stepping into every single... Thing that happens right so do you guys feel like fide should be deciding whether or not it's mandatory or when it is or isn't mandatory and you know applying sanctions or penalties to people or would it be enough for you know the community to judge people yeah honestly the policing handshakes thing that doesn't seem like that's a job for fide just feels strange i think it makes more sense to just accept it as like a very normal custom. Like in pretty much every sport, you have teams that like shake hands before the game and you know, you shake hands with everybody, shake hands with the coach. And it's like, just accept it as a custom. 
mm-hmm. and then people don't do it, then okay, they get they get judged by either the people, the players or the fans or whatever. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> yeah, it's a little odd to me that FIDE is gonna go and judge um, every single handshake refusal. It's interesting, man. I mean, I feel like by legislating it, what are you saying? We're, you're saying we value this tradition so much that we are going to punish people for not doing it and thereby just ease the situation, really. Because if we don't legislate it and a bunch of people don't do it, then we get this kind of nasty atmosphere, right, of people continuing to not do it. But I, I get you. It's it's a custom. It's precisely like this Olympic game spirit thing where it's a, precisely not a legislative thing. It comes from a sense of history and responsibility and all these other things on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm firmly on Kostya's side of it. I, I just don't see why it would be legislated. And it also, I mean, to me, it's like it's almost like destroying culture when you try and have laws saying what the culture is right then it can't develop and it's not natural it's not free you can also see it as a constraint on freedom of expression which i'm very much pro freedom of expression right Mm -hmm. so it's like you're telling people that they have to shake hands so then when i shake hands with you it's not clearly telling you that i respect you or appreciate you or anything like that because i might just be following the rules i would rather know if you respect me or not by you choosing whether or not you're shaking my hand or or standing up and smiling when I come in, which by the way, Jesse, I do that too. I stand up for my opponents when they arrive, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and also something I don't think people should legislate, right? It's, it's my personal expression of an element of our culture around respecting your opponents, right? Right. Actually, it's funny. What if it was mandated that after the game, no matter what happened, you have to say good game to your opponent. (laughs) <laughs> like that would feel a little weird, right? But it's kind yeah. of the same thing. It's like they're forcing you to stick out your hand and and shake it. Um, yeah. And I've seen people do rude things. Did you ever see somebody do something rude at a tournament and think, I want FIDE to come in and like forfeit this player or something because they didn't sign a score sheet or because they said, when you said good game, they said no, bad game or something like that? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> To what degree do we need someone coming in and beating people down? Uh... It's funny. I think a lot of this, but a lot of these rules really come out of the Karpov Korshnoi thing. And so let me just set the stage a little bit. That it, it, a lot of times in, in hindsight, people will be like, yeah, Karpov was the better player. And I just want to say, man, those matches were both close. It could have gone either way. And I think it, it's a really interesting talk topic about aging too because Korsner was an old dude at the time um, but in any case this time this first incident that I know of where it's at least high profile where Karpov walks in does not shake hands with Korsner is not just about some political thing it was gamesmanship <laughs> it was definitely gamesmanship and Karpov was very good at getting in other people's heads. That was the whole match, you know, where he's got this weird parapsychologist dude. He's sitting in the front row making unblinking contact with Korshnoi the entire time, you know? 
Karpov does the same thing in his match with Short, even though he loses that match. You know, just some dude in the front row just staring at you malevolently for hour after hour, not looking at the game, just looking at you with a scowl, you know? That was in uh, Happy Gilmore. That was a plot point. Oh, okay. There's a guy that's just following around, I think Adam Sandler, just heckling him after every shot. <laughs> but then, mm-hmm. just as an example of bad behavior, Korshnoi was terrible. Oh, man, his behavior was so bad. Later in a tournament, he's playing Karpov. It was like a drawn game. And Korshnoi accidentally touches his king. And it's like he's hosed after this bad decision. It was like a totally drawn game. And then he hoses it by touching his king. Korshnoi picks up the king and boom, throws it across the tournament hall. <laughs> that was his way of resigning, man. I mean... That guy, man, he was, yeah, of course, the terrible man. He would do some terrible, terrible things. I mean, he kicked Petrosian under the table so much that they had to install <laughs> a wooden blocker under the table. Because <laughs> he wouldn't, like, they couldn't get him to stop by telling him not to kick his opponent. My understanding, by the way, is that Petrosian would kick back, but still, you know. Yeah. yeah get, a, get, a, get a screen between those feet. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fantastic documentary, Jesse. I was watching that team. Korchnoi and Karpov, really just, uh, also they had like a ton of people in that. They had like all the English players, like Adams, Steen was in there, mm-hmm. short, like yeah. Spar, I mean, it was, uh, And then King. also in that documentary, I thought was a really interesting affirmation of the handshake, right? It's like uh, Kasparov gets to play Korchnoi. This is in the Olympiad. One of the greatest games of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, this amazing Benoni that Korshnoi is black against Korshnoi. And um, they told Kasparov, dude, you cannot shake this guy's hand. And he said, listen, if you want me to play, I'm going to shake the guy's hand. And he goes, you know, and he puts his career on the t- at stake and shakes the guy's hand. Um, and so, like, a moment like that, when I think about the history of the handshake, I'm thinking about something like that where it's like, oh, no, this is a really big deal. This is not something you just toss away, right? No, this is something, you know, you got to do, but you got to shake the person's hand before the... Or maybe it was a tactic to avoid getting kicked. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> it's a great moment for a great game. Yeah. And they, they did shake hands, right? I remember, like, I remember hearing a very similar story where someone um, was in a similar position as Kasparov. Like, they were told not to shake the dude's hand. And then that dude specifically didn't offer their hand. So as not to put mm. Kasparov in this awkward position. But That's right, yeah. I don't remember, you know, who that was. Between. I remember the story you're talking about, though, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, should we go through some of these cases and pick um, pick favorites, or we? <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's go through some of them and see if if we're with the the handshaker or not. Right. Not handshaker. Okay. Um, so I guess we're starting with Korchnoi Karpov. So what, who exactly is the non-shaker there? Karpov refused to shake. Karpov, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that one's, say... the, that one's interesting too, man, because these a lot of these other ones have to do with either an interpersonal difference 
or geopolitical difference. And Karpov can frame that as a geopolitical difference, but ultimately it's gamesmanship, which is even even lower. <laughs> it's even lower. Mm -hmm. So it's oh, like yeah. the lowest of the low. When it Below the worms. <laughs> lowest of the low of all these handshakes, I think. And it starts this whole conversation. I have a, There's a lot of ways in which I can imagine this conversation doesn't even happen. At least it wouldn't happen in the way we're talking about it now if it weren't for that initial handshake decline. I see. All right, I'm going to say not cool. <laughs> not cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, any time that is really just about gamesmanship, that's like a huge not cool for me. There's no there's no possible reason. And I don't know anything that Fortunately could have done that would have morally offended Karpov. So I don't I don't know what any justification would have been. Yeah. Okay. Uh I then we talked about Kasparov, Korshnoi. And then we kind of get a break uh after the wall comes down, I feel, until we get to Topolov. Topolov is the dude where it starts getting really heavy with the Kramnik Topolov match and the whole toilet gate. Um, and at that point, those they hated each other so much that it, it was pretty well mutual, mutual, mutual non-handshake, mutual right. hand and non-handshake, right? Which, if you were gonna legislate it. It wouldn't have to be for all of FIDE, but it would definitely be like if I'm organizing a world championship match, I would put that in the rules. I'd be like, no, boss, you got to shake the other guy's hand. I don't care. I don't care about whatever problems you have, you know, forget about it. Yeah. But how about that one might be a case for you guys, though. How do you feel about the mutual non-handshake. Is that cool? I, I say no, but I can imagine other people being like, if they don't want to shake hands, they don't have to. Yeah, no, I think that's beautiful. I think that's <laughs> that's totally fine. If uh, I mean, their situation is obviously pretty bitter, but yeah, if two players just had such a fierce hate for each other, um, I, yeah, it's to me it's odd to yeah, force them to shake hands. Yeah, I mean, so. also just even in terms of whether or not you want to condemn them for it or not, right? I mean, if you're upset enough about something that somebody else did, we also have to compare the not handshake with the thing that offended you, right? So, like, from Kramnik's perspective, being accused of cheating is a horrible... <laughs> was a horrible... was a horrible thing, right? Mm -hmm. And... I mean, my my read on that whole scenario was that Kramnik had, you know, a side effect of a medicine he was taking that was, uh, you know, giving him diarrhea, which was potentially embarrassing. And so Topolov's manager, Denilov, like brought up the whole thing in order to sort of try to embarrass him and bring this up, why he's running to the bathroom all the time. Um. So I think, like, the offense from Kramnik's perspective of what they were doing towards him is greater than the return offense of not shaking hands. So, so to me, it's well within reason that he wouldn't want to shake Topolov's hand given the tenor of what was going on in that match. Yeah. All right, Aaron. Um... 
And then, of course, we then come, I think, be, then the next one is Topolov Anand. It's hard to imagine Anand ever being involved in a controversy. Um, and I guess what, I'll just set the stage in this one, is that Topolov did this gamesmanship thing where he said, all right, there's going to be no talking at the board, no draw offers. You know, so you if you, you wanted to make, you want to say something, you do it through the arbiter, right? So it's just kind of a weird imposition he put out there. And then at some point, this is the way it goes from a non's point of view, right? They just forgot to shake hands, you know? Uh, did they really forget? I don't know. It's hard to imagine Anand doing something mean-spirited. That's uh, mm -hmm. not, I mean, I mean, he's a mean dude over the chessboard, but doing something mean-spirited you know, that's uh, called extracurricular or whatever. Um, but in any case, that was further Topolov, dude, doing these tricks. And um, we just, for the history, I think there's a lot of Topolov that seems worse in that period simply because he was associated with this terrible manager slash coach, mm -hmm. Danilov, who was right. one of the most despicable humans ever. And you know, you're around someone who's willing to do nasty things and he's your person, you know, you're going to end up doing nasty things. In hindsight, I feel he's probably not as nasty, right? Um, I mean, so. yeah, I I agree because I think that Topolov figured out a thing that kind of works for him is to leave everything other than playing the moves in other people's hands and just not think about or do anything, right? Like even the thing about not talking or not offering draws mm -hmm. except through the arbor. Like I think for him somehow it was helpful to cut out any noise he could, right? And like all I'm thinking about is chess um, and really just leaving everything in, in Denialov's hands other than moving pieces. So. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, from what I've seen, most of the top players are quite friendly with, with Topalov. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like definitely a lot of the blame goes to his manager on, uh, on that one. It's weird because then Cheparinov, who I respect a lot as a player, I don't think he's a terrible person. He's involved in the next controversy with Short, <laughs> which is in some ways even the most publicized of all of these controversies, simply because it's the one where then Fide at this point now has a rule and feels it needs to be enforced, right? And so I don't know when it was adopted, but it was adopted sometime before that situation. Uh, Cheparinov claims he didn't even know there was such a rule that you had to shake hands. You know, I hadn't thought about it either. I just shook people's hands. <laughs> I don't know if there's a rule or not. You know, no idea. Yeah. Um, but that was this whole controversy. Then it's like in that appeals committee, among you have Kramnik on that appeals committee of all people, hilarious. And you have <laughs> Polgar and you have somebody else I can't remember. But they then decide that if he dis if he if he gives an apology, then they can play the game, you know, which he eventually does. That's why I didn't realize that Kramnik. <laughs> That's hilarious, right? Kramnik's <laughs> on that appeals committee. That seems odd. And, uh, yeah. And Kramnik, by the say... way, said, you better shake hands, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Chaprinov was correct to not shake Short's hand, but not, not for the reason that 
he gave like this insinuation that like Tapala was cheating or I don't think that's a good reason, but I fully support him not not shaking shorts. What do you mean? What are you trying what to say? Reason then, Ghost, yeah? Uh, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, I'm just. Oh, because you're on Wait, the anti-short train. You can't shake his hand, but you can't give us the reason. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather not. Oh but my gosh. I totally. <laughs> well, how can we argue with you if you don't even tell us why? How we don't have to argue about it. It's fine. <laughs> Let me just say for if you're just listening to this and have no idea what's going on, there's a whole thing online of anti-short hatred, and it's strong, dude. It's like epically strong. There's a variety of reasons you could construct for this hatred. Kosti isn't even going to lay it out because he's he likes to pretend he's a nice guy. You know, wait till you see him in private. But <laughs> but he's not going to enumerate it. Uh, there's all kinds of allegations. He said some funny things, you know. Yeah. But to not shake his hand. Kosti, okay, but let's use this as a test case. Let's say you're playing short. Just... Just hear me out. You're going to one. This is actually a plausible situation. You're going to one of these beautiful open tournaments because you're now a billionaire of time, you know, and you're allowed to go to Europe and me and David have to stay home and you get this fancy free lifestyle <laughs> and shorts out playing one of these events. You mm -hmm. sit next to him. Are you not going to shake the guy's hand, dude? Uh, if I'm playing him? Yeah. Then? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I probably would, but that's just because I'm, I'm socially awkward. You know, I just wouldn't want to make a thing of it, but... You know, but there's that a doesn't mean I can't live vicariously through Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so on principle, you would rather not shake the guy's hand, is what you're saying, if if you were socially awkward. Yes, interesting for sure. Okay, okay. So we have found an example of where right. Kosi wouldn't shake hands, but he hasn't told us what the line was. <laughs> yeah, we can try to. Construct it geometrically. <laughs> I think it's, let's just say it's for moral outrage. It's for moral outrage. But it's interestingly not interpersonal. It's not geopolitical. It's not gamesmanship, right? It's moral outrage at somebody's behavior. Yeah. Which, you know, if I had the moral outrage thing going on, oh, dude, that would be a lot of people I wouldn't be able to shake hands with. That's a lot, man. That's, a lot. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't you shake hands? <laughs> oh yeah. Who would? I, I guess the first person that just popped to mind would be uh, if I was going to have the moral outrage component. Years ago, I played on a team in Fienheim in Germany with Igor Strausis, who then was the cheater of all time. Hmm. So if I was on the moral outrage thing, I wouldn't shake that guy's hand. But no, I, I, if I'm sitting down to play the guy, I'm going to shake his hand. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's an interesting question, Kosti, if we would shake hands or play with somebody who's a known cheater. Um, I would shake his hand because, I mean, he, he's he been punished. So, like, you know, they stripped his title and all this stuff. Um, I don't know exactly if he's been banned or what his, his deal is, but, like, if he served his punishment, then I would, I would shake his hand. So if then short just that's, just just to play around like this, buddy. <laughs> if short served a punishment, then you might shake his hand. Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. Interesting. If it seemed it was fair. For me, what's important if we're talking forgiveness or whatever is not whether or not some legalistic body meted out a sentence which was then followed, because I don't, you know, believe or trust that they do a good job of that. Maybe whether the person gave a genuine apology for their previous actions. 
Mm-hmm. You know? So Rouses would have to apologize, go make the rounds apologizing in a sincere way to everybody he ever cheated. Did you recently get mated? Well, it's time to join the Chess Dojo training program. Or maybe you just enjoy this fine content. Give us some money on the Patreon. I need to keep the lights on. And with inflation, it's really hard for Costa to be buying that avocado toast. In fact, when you talk about cheaters, the proportion of cheaters is much higher. Like you go to a tournament and then you imagine just, let's say I was just in Charlotte, and then you imagine to yourself, okay, what percentage of these people have cheated online? You'd, you'd have to be a naive to think there'd be nobody. So there's X percentage of people in that playing hall that, you know, technically, if for moral outrage reasons, you wanted to not shake their hands. Oh, buddy, you'd be doing a lot of research. <laughs> you'd be like diving deep before each game. I mean, no Am I going to shake the hand or not? You know. You don't, have an, you don't have an obligation to sort of like look everybody up and decide whether or not they deserve your handshake. I mean, when you don't know, you don't know. That's fine. You know, you just go about, you know, treating people with respect until you do know something. Okay, I'm just saying like, if you wanted to go down that road, you would you would discover a lot of people. If you saw Danny's secret list, it, let's say you signed the NDA, saw Danny's secret chess.com list, then mm-hmm. uh, you wouldn't be able to say anything about it. You'd just be like, boss, I'm not shaking your hand. <laughs> oh, but then you'd, be, then you'd be violating your NDA by not shaking their hand. Oh, no, you'd just be like, Kosti, you'd be like, I don't have to give a reason. I don't, I don't <laughs> just follow you around, like <laughs> seeing whose hands you do or don't shake, and then publish the list. <laughs> I love this NDA thing that it's such a mythic list of people. Did you ever see that list, David? No, I, I only know the list from when I was in charge of cheat detection. Oh, but year. you did see the order. you did see a list. I was in charge of cheat detection at chess.com, Jesse. Oh, man. The whole division, small as it was. So what year was that, dude? 2009 to 13. Okay, well, let's do the hypothetical then. You saw a bunch of people on that list. Some of them you knew. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, would you shake their hands, dude? Very borderline. I don't have like an instant conviction. I would have to reflect on it. Mm-hmm. If... If they were suddenly in front of me now, probably not. Right. Like if I had to make a one second decision, which could be wrong, right? And yeah. might not be the decision I make after further reflection. But mm-hmm. if you want to put me on the spot, I would say probably, I would say no. Hmm. Okay. I'll regret it later. And you'd have to be that closer then, right? You'd be like, I, I can't tell you why. Oh no, I, I I wouldn't mind telling them why. <laughs> I disagree with the rest with uh, with the rest of Chess.com about whether or not to keep them anonymous. So oh, I see. Okay. And I didn't sign an NDA. Oh, okay. You're free. You're free. Yeah. <laughs> I just banned those people. <laughs> so basically, both of you guys would do it primarily out of moral outrage, if you were to not shake a person's hand. Yeah. I know the handshake is partly about respecting the game and maybe partly about respecting the opponent. Mm-hmm. But if the opponent's like nasty enough that you don't want to offer them any respect, then I guess not shaking their hands is an option. And another option that's like ve- that nowadays would be really high up on my list would be just not play them. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Okay, let me throw another uh, hypothetical out here because you guys have borderline cases. So let's then imagine a geopolitical one and you're in open tournament and the good old Sergei Karyakin steps up, you're playing him in round one. Are you going to yeah. shake that guy's hand, dude? Yeah, probably not. I mean, I, I can't imagine this happening, but probably not. Okay. Yeah, I would not shake his hand. What a what a what a human turd, you know. <laughs> now let me guys ask you: Has there ever been a case where you didn't shake somebody's hand? Not yet. Not yet. Mm -mm. Okay. We covered this, right? Um, we we did, but I'm imagining David actually. I'm imagining him playing some of those people on that list. <laughs> I'm imagining like, oh, that bit list was long, you know. It wasn't it wasn't that long back then? Okay. <laughs> wasn't that long. Um, okay, how about some of these other cases? So, what, what were your guys' position on short Cheparinov? Mm. Well, you know my position. I think the dude had to shake his hand, but right. Yeah, I thought it was fine actually the way it was resolved. I'm very happy that basically what happened is the rules forced Cheparinov to make some kind of half-assed apology and then go back and play the game. Fine. I I, I think the rules actually did a great service there. I'd rather like, you know, a genuine apology or just suck up a forfeit, you know? To me, it's very slippery fish, like the kind of uh, handshake some people were complaining about at the start of the yeah. show yeah, to yeah. sort of like both not shake his hand and then give an apology that you probably don't really mean and then still play the game. It's all like, bleh, like what are you really, mm -hmm. what do you stand for? You don't have any bones. Yeah. So it's a little bit lame. I mean, if his reason was cheating accusations or intimations that weren't even that clear. I don't know. It's a somewhat feeble reason, right? I mean, I don't know. You, I guess I would say you shouldn't be avoiding handshakes over tiny little things, right? Yeah. Yeah, some comments, basically. Like, I've had players who did things that I disagreed with yeah, let me give you this example. Like, there can be people that you're not happy with and you still shake their hands in the future, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can think of two examples. There was an old, really sketchy rule in, in uh, U.S. chess before increments were standard and before everybody had digital clocks that said, like, if somebody got below a certain amount of time on the clock, I think it was under five minutes or whatever, they could make a no-losing-chances claim. And that claim was that it was sort of written as like a C player could draw the position against a mm. 2200. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like really like, you know, you're playing king, rook, and g-pawn against king, rook, and g-pawn, right? And you're moving around in circles and you're just going to flag because there's no increment, right? And so you would appeal to the tournament director and then they would make a subjective call. And many, the reason I'm saying it's kind of a sketchy rule is because like, it's very subjective and TDs weren't really up for it, et cetera, right? Anyway, I, I made this claim twice in my career that I can recall, and twice it was rejected. And you know, when you make the claim, your opponent has an option to just accept a draw. Mm -hmm. So you can't make the claim, get an increment clock, and then beat them, right? Like it includes the fact that like, you know, they can just say like, fine, I'm, I'm not, trying to beat you, but I'm not going to give you, you know, time delay or whatever they had at the time and then lose, right? So I 
remember being offended by both players who like insisted and went and argued to the tournament directors about it. One of them was down an entire rook. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, was like in a position where they could just move like rook a, rook b8 back and forth with like one piece. All their other pieces were like tied to checkmate threats and they were down a rook. <laughs> uh, and they went and like told the TD, oh no, I can do this and I can do that and I can do this. And like every move like allowed made in one or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I thought that was sketchy. Anyway, you know, I was personally offended in each of these cases by the ruling and the people on the other side of the board who chose to flag me in you know, to me, dishonorable fashion, but I've shaken both those players' hands in future games, uh, you know, multiple times. So that's an example, like, you can be offended, but not scrap everything over some little thing that offends you, right? Mm. And I think that's important. Like, you know, you shouldn't detonate everything over each thing that upsets you because you could be wrong about some of the things that upset you, right? And they may or may not be big deals. Here's one, David, that I can... I can yeah. imagine you being very offended by. And we, I want to do a dojo talks maybe on this. There was this uh, tournament that seemed very fixed, and the games were like you know some chump was trying to make their I am norm, and they're playing people we all know very well. Yep. And uh, it was like GM draw in nine moves, you know, letting the person win in some case, and it was just like super sketchy organized throughout the term to let this person win. And I was really taken aback as I was like, I know these people well. Uh, yeah. And so I'm imagining that's the kind of thing that would definitely send you over the edge and maybe you wouldn't shake their hand. That's, that sort of thing is upsetting to me and it's kind of getting borderline, right? But yeah, I don't know. What if we had like a dojo tournament and then me and Jesse made a quick draw, and then you have to play us in the next in the next two rounds. <laughs> I don't think I would have to shake your hands because it's online, right? Yeah, I guess oh, so, dude. But I'm telling you, man, Kosti, if we ever made like I, there was that moment, dude, when I was going to play Fed, and you told me I had black, and you were like, dude, you could just take a quick draw. And I was like, don't tell Bruce, don't, dude, don't, whatever you do. <laughs> that one pushed me over the edge, but these people got paid, you know, like, like you know, one or two thousand dollars each to like agree uh-huh. to pause and advance yeah. with games that, was... that weren't played. That's definitely sketchy. Ambitious, yeah. I would probably still shake their hands, <laughs> but certainly, you know, it would be like they're in the realm where you have to think about it. All right, cool, you guys. Let's end it there. Any last thoughts? Um, well, we had a few more, uh, handshake cases mm. to diagnose. I don't know. Yeah, we kind of talked about all of them, but yeah, I can't do them all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesse asking you about sitting down and playing Karyakin is kind of a stand in for the Dudin Kismatulin example, right? Mm-hmm. Because in that case, it's not just, oh, Kismatulin is Russian, right? It's that he has been going around doing support for the military along with Karyakin. Right. Um, he's just a little bit less famous than Karyakin, but it's kind of the same deal. Um, and Jesse, that example for you, you would still shake hands with those guys, Karyakin, Hismatulin. 
And I gotta say, like the one, like I said at the beginning, like when I first saw Duda refuse the handshake, right? Yeah. I was like, okay, good job on you. And then I pulled back and I was like, nope, I gotta set a line here, you know? It's definitely correct to do the handshake, no matter your personal anger. Because I mean, I'm, I'm still angry. That's one of the things I'm personally angry about, you know? I'm livid to this day about it. But right, you gotta, this is chess, right? And especially, I feel one of the beautiful things about chess is that as nasty as it got, say, in the Cold War or in other areas uh, or eras of regional geopolitical games, chess managed still to rise above it. And that was one of the beautiful things about the game, right? Olympiads, Olympic Games were canceled, but we didn't cancel the World Championships, say, in 1972 or 74, 78. It happened. Beautiful, beautiful, what a great thing, man. We rose above this geopolitical fray. And that's part of the tradition of the game that I'm committed to. Yeah. All right, let me try and push Jesse all the way to the edge of his extreme position real quick. Uh, For argument's sake, you show up in an open tournament and you get paired in the first round with Putin, who's showed up at the open tournament to to prove that he's the greatest at at every discipline that he sets his mind to. Uh-huh. You shake his hand? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and, you so know, you're really all the way. There's nobody. Well, I mean, I would say, but maybe uh, I, I would love to be an ambassador right now and have the chance to go talk to the guy. Yeah, I would shake his hand. I mean, I would try to do something. I'd try to do something positive with it. I'm not doing anything positive for the world by not shaking the guy's hand. I might make myself feel better by doing that, you know? I, I could assassinate him while I shake his hand. <laughs> <laughs> that was a surprise. <laughs> He's going to respect the game, but also just murder somebody at a tournament. Oh, yeah. With some kind of poison that takes 12 days, so he dies after the open is done, Jesse. Yeah, something and like, like that, man. You don't interrupt the tournament for anybody. Oh, dude, right? that, whole, that whole radioactive isotope that they gave that one Russian dude in England, I'll give him that, dude, as a give payback. It, give it back to him. <laughs> give it back to him. From hey, I got, you left something in England, boss. I got it for you here. 